0: Welcome back to the island. Jay Sohodel Lahi, another episode of Baller Island. On this episode, we will talk a little NBA and a little NFL. We'll start off with some basketball. We'll talk about the latest headlines, scores, and news around the NBA, including Christmas games, the Lakers struggles, James Harden, Kemba Walker. The Boston Celtics struggles, and much, much more. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then we will recap week 16 in the NFL and look ahead to week 17, talk about playoff scenarios, headlines, scores, playoff standings, and much, much more there. So keep a lock and stay tuned. We got a lot more sports content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.
1: Welcome back to the island, ladies and gentlemen. Christmas time has just passed. We had a good couple games, NBA and football this time. Jay Money, how are we feeling right now?
0: Feeling good, man. A lot to talk about. Yeah, Christmas, got football, basketball, a lot to talk about, a lot going on. Let's get going.
1: Let's do it. Let's start off with, uh, to me, I mean, I know there was football games on Christmas this time, but Christmas is just basketball season for me, always. Five games on Christmas. We'll start, you know, there's a handful of uh, headlines, storylines. I want to get started with uh, the first game. I mean, nothing too crazy from the game-wise. Like, you know, there's no Trey Young. I mean, like, guys, like, there's the NBA is just really weird right now with all these, you know, COVID protocols, guys getting in and out of lineups. But Kemba Walker, who we talked about a lot, you know, wasn't part of the rotation for a, a little while forced into the rotation, drops, you know, a 30-piece against the Celtics, then had, like, 45 or something like that, and then dropped a triple-double on Christmas. Kemba Walker's back, man. Facts.
0: I mean, Kem, I mean, when you look at the numbers, like, he only had 10 points in this game, but clearly made an impact, and the Knicks came into this game and, yeah, took advantage of a shorthanded Hawks team, but that is fairly impressive. I mean, Kemba Walker... You know, gets benched like we talked about a few weeks ago, comes in and then ends up making an impact for this Knicks team shorthanded. But yeah, that was a good, definitely a big win for the Knicks there. And interesting how Kemba comes in when needed and makes an impact for this Knicks team when they needed it.
1: It's crazy to me how, like, you're iced basically for two or three weeks. Your first game you really got minutes was against Boston. And you just come off, just come straight into the game and drop 30 like that, like it's nothing. And then in the next game, you have 40. Like, that's ridiculous. And then, yeah, he wasn't shooting the ball well, but triple-double and it went nothing uh really bat your eye at. So that's just always crazy to me. Um, I guess the good part about, you know, these protocols is that we're seeing guys like him and, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas is getting a contract, guys like Lance Stevenson, you know, those guys that been wanting to get back into the league that couldn't find a way. Now everybody's finding a way to get, get a shot again.
0: Yeah. No facts. Actually, yeah, you're right. I completely missed
1: the last few games. But yeah, not even
0: just the Christmas Day game, but the last three games before that are mental. 29, 21, then 44 against Washington. Damn, that's crazy. And he started what? All of these games, Kemba Walker's in the lineup here.
1: Yeah, that's just when he started playing right there. Wow. That's That's what I'm saying. No rust, no that's impre-
0: Yeah, no, nah, that's impressive for him to come out and put up those numbers like that off the bench when they need it. And you're right, COVID's been absolutely mental across the league. Damn, that's impressive by Kemba to come in there for the Knicks. And yeah, they need it. The Knicks are struggling right now. That's big. That's big for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, the second game, I mean, if anybody to watch were to watch or wondered what was happening with the Boston Celtics this season, all you had to do was watch this one game because this this was uh literally the whole season wrapped up in one game. First half, amazing. This is like what the Celtics team could be if they just clicking on all there's, right? They're beating Milwaukee by twenty. Then what happens? Oh, it's the Celtics in their usual third quarter. Then you know they find somehow they find a way to lose. And uh yeah, I mean I've I've already Kind of giving up on this team. This is just a super mediocre team. It's really bad. They even lost to the Timberwolves yesterday. Were without like seven rotation guys, and they lost to the Timberwolves.
0: Oh, jeez. And it
1: was like random dudes like um, Novell or something had like 30. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? But this is a, a Celtics game. If If anybody watched this, that was – that's the Celtics season right there. And I'm not, I don't really want to spend too much time on that, but you have anything to say about that?
0: I mean, I didn't even realize that I didn't, I did not even realize what happened in that game until now, but damn, that's a big loss. But I'm going to be honest. Like, are are we really going to criticize any loss like this right now in the NBA? Like, I feel like these last two weeks are kind of just like, whatever, because you don't even know who's playing half the time. Like, at least every single team in the league has a superstar in COVID protocol. If I'm not mistaken, isn't Jason Tatum for you guys is on the COVID no, list. No, but see,
1: that, that Christmas game, all the stars are there. So that's what it was. It was, there was no Schroeder. Um, There's no Al Horford. I mean, some rotation guys, but either way, you know, the big dogs are there for both teams. That was Giannis's first game back too, and Giannis took over. Um, but the Celtics are up by like 20, and they let that one go.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. Boston had that game in the bag. They were up big late in that game and let Milwaukee come back in the fourth. That's true. That's a good point there. But, I mean, sure, when you have all your superstars there, it is that, but, like, for every NBA team, it's just been, I don't know, man. It's been been—it's been a pretty crazy. I mean, at least on the bright side, like, on Christmas, at least we had a lot of the superstars actually show up. Like, KD didn't play on Christmas, but then you got James Harden come in who drops 36 points and has a night and beats the Lakers, right? LeBron also dropping 39 in that one. Like, at least that's the good part. Christmas was partially salvaged, considering all the crap that's gone on the past two weeks COVID-wise. At least superstars were able to come in and show out on Christmas.
1: Yeah, and I think Giannis, this was Giannis' first game back, and he went bonkers. I think he seven 37 or something. He was probably the Christmas Day MVP to me. But the next two games, I mean... I don't really care too much about that last one over there. Um, but the next two games were really, you know, interesting. The Warriors and Suns, have already played each other three times, but every single game here is just, like, super hyped. Like, I don't even know. I just can't wait to see these teams match up in the playoffs. I just can't wait.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we've been saying this for the past few weeks. Like, Warrior Suns would just be an absolutely crazy series if they played each other. Like, both teams are so competitive, and already this is the third time they've played, and it's another just a good basketball game. And we've had the Warriors win one, we've had the Suns win one. Yeah, this. Yeah, I agree. I'm just waiting for the for the playoffs just to see these two teams go at it. Regular season's kind of whatever, but these two teams are probably hands down the top two best teams in the league thus far
1: hundred percent. And it's like I've already noticed um, little little changes here and there throughout their first couple matchups. It's like this game, um, Gary Trent or, or sorry, Gary Payton paid 30 minutes. Right. He wasn't playing those minutes then. Um, I want to see, in, in you know, in the seven game series, if they're going to be times where, you know, how Golden State likes to run the ball, run small sometimes. And we'll see if Aiden's able to stay on the floor because that was my thing with him. Right. Yeah, he's gonna be able to stay on the floor sometimes, especially if these guys go small. He's gonna guard a guard, you know, guard Iguodala or Draymond on those short rolls. Um, but like, I actually was very impressed with Devin. I watched a little bit of this game, but Devin Booker, I know his shot wasn't falling. He only had 13 points, but his competitiveness, his competitiveness was there. And that was my one thing. I never really, you know, when he was on the trashy Suns teams, I was never like. I never thought he was that competitive. I was just like, yo, this guy just wants buckets. He doesn't want to win. But he looked like he really wanted to win this game. And he was checking his Curry for a little bit, all up in his grill and his stance. I was pretty impressed by that.
0: Yeah, facts. And it, it's funny, too. Like, I forgot what I was. watching. I was watching one of the shows the other day. And they're saying about Phoenix, how, like, they didn't bring anyone in in the offseason. They just ran it back with the same team they went with last year. And look at how they're doing. Like, they are they kept the same guys, the same rotational guys, and they're playing as good as they are. Cam Johnson off the bench was nice. Bridges was pitching in there. Chris Paul was great. Aiton was great. They're using the same guys that they did last year, and they're playing really good basketball right now. And I think you and I and a lot of others continue to be impressed with what the Phoenix Suns are able to do.
1: And, you know, it's like uh, last year we had, oh, my God, the Phoenix Suns came out of nowhere. And they still got no respect this year. And it's like, if they made, uh, you know, the championship this year, people will all be like, wait a second, how did they get here? But it's like, they were there last year. Like they should have way more respect on them than they do. The last, You know, the next game, I mean, I want to talk about both these teams individually, but we'll talk about the game first. James Harden was crazy. 36 point triple double, got back into his Houston bag a little bit. Um, They had really no other options to score the ball, like no other options. Blake Griffin washed. Paul Millsap played like six minutes. James Johnson, you're going to go to buckets. DeAndre Bembry, all these dudes that, you know, all these scrubs that used to run for the Raps are getting minutes on this team. I don't know what's going on. But Patty Mills, man, this was the pickup of the year, man, for real. 34 on Christmas Day, um, basically won them the game. That was unreal.
0: Yeah, James Harden was sensational in this game. And yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, Patty Mills was awesome too. And James Harden just stepped up on the need to, mo- to most. No KD in this one. And Harden came up. And honestly, I mean, I can't really speak for it. Maybe there was another signature game. But I think this was one of James Harden's more since he left Houston, his signature game. Like, I don't think he's had one of these games where he's needed to step up like this for Brooklyn. I may have. I might be forgetting yeah, one of right. them.
1: You're right. Because... Even earlier this year, he was like, yo, I can't, you know, blow by people the same way. He's like, I can't, I can't just score the same way I used to. He was talking all of, like this nonsense. Um, He exploded then.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then now look, here you go. Like, I feel like James Harden kind of needed this for himself. And he comes out and he balls out on one of the biggest stages on Christmas at Staples Center, or whatever the new name is called. I'm always going to call it Staples Center. But James Harden goes out there and just balls out. But I think he needed that. Brooklyn needed that. They needed to have him do that. So that's a big, yeah, that's a grand. Patty Mills just continues to just, it's like wherever he goes, he just continues to ball out. That's really impressive. man. 34 points, he was everywhere in this one. And yeah, he just continues to be, I mean, Patty Mills, the guy you called out in the offseason too is, you know, the guy's just scrappy as hell and will just get you minutes and, and put up points when you need him to.
1: Hit big shots in that game too as the Lakers are trying to come back. Um, now you're gonna add, you know, KD and Kyrie just getting cleared too to Brooklyn. All of a sudden, you go from no weapons to like, oh my god, the two best weapons you could ask for. Like, you take out Embry's minutes and and just, you know whoever, what other scrubs, and you replace them with KD and Kyrie. My god, I don't think. Uh, and by the way, did you see that Nick Claxton dunk? That dunk was unreal too.
0: No, nah, I missed the dunk. I have to go see that.
1: Um, but for the Lakers, here's the thing that's uh, well, we've been talking about Westbrook for how long now, 13, 12 and 11, you know, triple double. He does his thing four for 20 minus 23 on the game. Now, he's been catching a lot of flack. Russell Westbrook, obviously, no surprise. The thing I like, I mean, that I got to we got to point out, though, is the Lakers, I think, are on a five or six game losing streak right now. Um, and this is what LeBron, like, basically, you know how LeBron coasts in the regular season? He doesn't really care. LeBron's putting up basically 35 9 and 9 in this losing streak.
0: Yeah, they've lost five in a row here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you got it. They've lost five in a row. Lakers, I don't know, man. It's yeah, everything is something different about it. And yeah, like you mentioned, sure, Westbrook goes puts up a, a triple double. Great. But it seemed like no one else really helped out LeBron. In this game, when they needed him to, and LeBron's putting in work—forty minutes, thirty-nine points. Guy was on fire. Really, the Lakers were getting blown out for most of the game.
1: That's what I'm saying. He's do, during this five-game losing streak. He's been playing well.
0: It's it's surprising, and yeah, you're you're right. He's he, in the last four games. He's had thirty points or more in the last four games. That's that's pretty freaking impressive. And yet they've lost every single one of them. Yes, they don't have no Anthony Davis. That helps. But the thing is, when Anthony Davis is down, who's going to help the Lakers? And even when AD was there, the Lakers still weren't winning a lot of games. Someone's got to step up and help LeBron. Like, for God's sakes, even if Patty Mills could help out James Harden for Brooklyn, you're telling me now one of these guys in the Lakers could step up and help LeBron out? It's kind of a continuous issue. I mean, Malik Monk was decent off the bench. He had 20 points, but the Lakers need more, and it's honestly just... I feel like every time we talk about the Lakers, it's just there's nothing really surprising me about them. It's, it's the same, same thing every time.
1: Well, look, I, you look through the literally like the depth chart, right? LeBron played 40 minutes. Okay, Le, First of all, LeBron doesn't want to be doing this much work at this point in the year.
0: Definitely he, not. He,
1: he just doesn't want to. Westbrook, I don't want Westbrook touching my floor for 37 minutes a game. Horton Tucker, a lot of people used to be hella high on. He's been so bad this year. I don't want him as my third guy, basically, right? Car- if I'm playing if I have to resort to playing Carmelo, 39 minutes off the bench, in 2021, do I really have a championship shot? There, there's no way I can rely on playing Carmelo, 39 minutes off the bench. Malik Monk playing 35 minutes off the bench. Stanley Johnson, who they just picked up off the street. I think this is literally his first game on Christmas, playing 27 minutes and checking James Harden all game. Like, these are dudes. Like, who am I supposed to rely on here?
0: That's that's my thing. Well, really, we've been saying this for a time. Like, I, in fact, everyone kind of talks about it with the Lakers. Like, it's not even just one person. Like, everyone talks about this. Who's helping LeBron? And – well, obviously, when AD's here, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of works out because he's usually the number two guy. But then beyond that, who's, who's helping them out? We talked about how Russell Westbrook hasn't really made an impact as expected. But then who? Uh, that's what I'm saying. You should not be relying on 39, 39 minutes for Carmelo Anthony off the bench. Like You should not be relying on him for that much in a game to do that. I don't know. Again, like I just like I said, like I'm just not surprised with anything with the Lakers. Like it's this is all kind of expected and they don't have another guy that they can rely on. And it's it's gonna take a toll on LeBron. And like like you said, you don't want to be doing this in, you know, late December. Like this is something you want to be worrying about, you know, come postseason time. You want to be playing these kinds of minutes. But yeah, the, the Lakers, the Lakers are in trouble, man. I don't know if it's sitting a 16 and 18. They're falling in the standings, then what are they in like sixth or seventh place in the West? Lakers ninth. Ninth. They dropped to ninth. They were in sixth. Well, they're, in a tie. they're in a
1: tie for seven, eight, nine. They're all tied right now.
0: I mean, we got problems if the Lakers are sitting behind the Minnesota Timberwolves in the West Endings. Like, we got serious issues if that's the case. And guess what? That is a reality at the very moment. Boy, oh boy. Lakers well, here, got some problems. Here's
1: the funny. Like, remember how we were talking about how stacked the West is? Yeah. Um, it's really three teams there's only four teams that have an above 500 record in the, in the West, like the warriors and Suns, obvious, you know, title contenders, the jazz are 24 and nine in the three spot. You got to respect what the jazz have done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Grizzlies are somehow 21 and 14 with Ja, who missed, you know, some time over there. 21 and 14 is not, I mean, a pretty good It's impressive. Impressive. Yeah. And then literally from the five spot, right? The nuggets are 500, Clippers are 500.
0: And they both have excuses, right? The, the Clippers mm. don't have Kawhi. And, and... Jokic is,
1: is playing unreal. unreal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jokic's doing what he can. I think Paul George is also injured now for the Clippers. Yeah. And then, of course, Jamal Murray's out for Denver as well.
1: So those two teams are both 500 and they're in the five and six. Dallas under 500. I don't
0: know what's going on with them.
1: Minnesota under 500. The Lakers under 500. And then the Spurs under 500. And then that's the rest of the teams up into the play in. And the Blazers,
0: the Blazers are a bit of a, a bit of a shocker there.
1: I mean, they had. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Damian Lillard. I mean, he was hurt earlier, missed some games. Even when he was playing, he wasn't playing that well. Then they had CJ go down with you know the collapsed lung. I mean, I think they're just they're just they just got to blow it up. I, I think they at this point. Are the gonna, time might come. Are, I I think they're going to be the Ben Simmons landing spot here.
0: Potentially. Yeah, definitely potentially. Portland's been a bit of a shocker. I think once we I think once once football season's come come to a close and we start going more into basketball, I think Portland's definitely a team we're going to talk about because since the 13 and 20, I got to say they're probably one of the more surprising teams that are struggling right now.
1: I mean, even in the it's just the same thing. There's really only five teams that have a, a above 500 like properly above 500 record in the East too. So Really, like, under 10 teams that are having a good year, you know? Which is a, it's a weird thing. You don't really see that a lot. Yeah,
0: facts. It's a, yeah, so it's a, it's a weird year, man. It's a weird, like, we got a lot of injuries, got a lot of COVID stuff going on right now. But And, I, and just
1: flat out, dudes aren't even playing that well. Like, could you, I mean, there's like, you know, the, I really run this league right now, in my opinion, are Giannis, Katie. Curry and Jokic and they're all balling yeah. but like really all the other dudes are just like kind of you know struggling yeah I mean yeah. like you don't your team ain't 500 if you're playing that well right now
0: yeah no yeah that's, that's you know definitely facts mean, yeah
1: you got the Bulls you know the Rosen and Levine are going crazy that's why they have such a good record but like if your team's 500 that means you probably ain't doing as much as you can unless you're Jokic and you have absolutely nothing else around you
0: yeah, facts.
1: Anything else in this uh, NBA standings that surprised you?
0: Not too much. I mean, I'm still a little shocked that Atlanta is sitting at 15 and 18. I'm still mm-hmm. kind of waiting for them to 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 kind of break off a bit. But again, it is still early. I think. I mean, it's you- not even.
1: That's the crazy part, right? 15 and 18. They're two games back of a six seed.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Like it's everything's kind of crammed in the middle from like 6 all the way through yeah to where Atlanta's sitting at like 11th or 12th. Everything's kind of crammed. You got Washington 17-16, Charlotte 18-17. Like everyone's either at like a 500 record or like one game above or one game below. So everyone's kind of like one game within each other. Just
1: you just got to go on one 5 game win streak in exactly. either conference and you're in the 5 spot basically, right? Yeah. Lakers are 16 and 18. They go on a little couple game win streak even honestly if they just win like tonight everybody else loses and they could you know what I mean it's only you want not go on a three game win streak you're in the five spot like that's the thing I mean I guess nobody's been playing well but the door's still open
0: yeah no doubt no doubt and when we talked about this a few weeks ago too I was saying the same thing like it's it just comes down to like being streaky like if you catch fire at the right time mm-hmm. and you get hot then then that's all the, that it takes. No, you said it perfectly in that regard, but no, other than that, not not too much here.
1: All right, you ready to get the move on then?
0: Yeah, let's move over, man. Week 16 in the NFL, let's get it. Let's do it. Well, week 16 was pretty wild on this snow. I mean, a lot to get to here. Um, we'll start with Thursday night football, Niners, Titans, Thursday night. This was a wild one. I mean, kind of the typical game that we thought it was going to be pretty sloppy, physical, down the wire. But the Tennessee Titans got a big one. And A.J. Brown, my God, this guy just came back and made an absolute mockery of my Niner secondary.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, boy. I mean, you guys went to work, too. Like, Debo had a good game. But A.J. Brown, I mean, I guess we just – I kind of just forgot, like, how dominant this dude was. Just came back just like – that was ridiculous. Honestly, it was a it was a good game though, a physical game here.
0: Yeah, fact. It's exactly the kind of game I thought it was going to be down to the wire like this, and both teams kind of going at it. Debo once again was was awesome. Nine catches, 159 yards. Guy's just a beast. And but AJ Brown, man, yeah, he he does because AJ Brown's kind of injury prone. Like he's yeah, not he in there. Yeah, he's not in there a lot of the times. And when he is, the guy is just disgusting. He puts
1: up numbers. It's like it's like your boy George Kittle a little bit.
0: A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say a little bit like George. I don't know if he's as injury prone I think George is slightly a little bit more injury-prone. But A.J. Brown, like, when he's in there, he is, he, he is a force to be reckoned with, man. And this is what I'm saying about Tennessee. I feel like a lot of people just slept on them. Like, people just because Derrick Henry got hurt, everyone kind of just, you know, rolled them off. But that's what I'm saying, when A.J. Brown's healthy and they get him rolling, and then if they do get Derrick Henry back... I'm telling you, don't sleep on Tennessee. I really, I'm, I'm, I would say I've been higher on Tennessee than a lot of other people have, but I think Tennessee's a really good football team. I think they have it in them. If Derek, Derek Henry is my key, if he comes back and he comes anywhere near as to what he was prior to his injury, obviously that will would, would take a lot because he had a foot injury. So we're not expecting him to come back and run for two hundred yards in his first game, but. If he comes back and he and he helps jolt this Titans offense, and you got AJ Brown doing what he does, the Titans are dangerous, man. They got a good defense too. I would not sleep on the Tennessee Titans.
1: No, I still, I still don't like. You're way higher than them, not, than I am. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I still don't like nothing about playing Ryan Tannehill will scare me. You know what I mean? That's, that's fair. Just, that's just the way I'm looking at it. Derrick Henry, I get the, you know, he's not gonna come back 100 percent right away. And that's the thing, though, is like, it's still Derrick Henry, though, right? You still, defenses are still going to game plan to take him away, right? Now you have all this experience kind of playing left-handed, right? Playing away from your style of play. So, you know, teams want to take away Derrick Henry. You're kind of used to it now a little bit. So, Titans, maybe it's a, you know, a blessing in disguise a little bit that they get to play a few games without him, get used to playing both ways here.
0: Yeah, and the Titans have survived it. Like, they're 10-5. Mm-hmm. and five. They, they were able to get some big wins. They got unlucky against Pittsburgh last week, but they found a way. And I think that when we get to the episode where we'll, we'll look at who our um, award winners are for this year, I, 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 might, I might just make a case for Mike Vrabel. Like, yeah, I can make, a, close, I can make a, a case for quite a few different coaches, but Mike Vrabel's done a <laughs> heck of a job keeping this team afloat at 10-5 and five right now. But yeah, I would say I'm, I think even, even dating back to the offseason, I was much more higher than the, on the Titans than you were. But w- we'll see what happens these next two weeks. They still haven't clinched the division just yet. They needed help from the Cardinals, who, I mean, no one's getting any help. The Cardinals aren't even getting help from the Cardinals. So I don't know what's going on there. Let's move away there. But before we get there, the Niners now fall to eight and seven. They are kind of still stuck in this weird limbo. In the NFC wildcard thing, the Eagles are all to 8 and 7. And then Vikings, Falcons, Saints sit at 7 and 8. So the Niners are still okay because the Saints lost the Dolphins yesterday. But they're still, they still have a chance. But the bad news there is Jimmy Garoppolo injured his thumb, of course. Because, of, of course, he did. And don't know the extent of that. We'll probably know more tomorrow. But it looks like Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback on Sunday against the Texans. And looking at what this injury is... It looks like it's a lot more serious of an injury than mm-hmm. just a one-week thing. I this think could so be, too. It could be over for Jimmy G. I mean, this could I be. Think, the,
1: I really think it is.
0: It, it looks like <laughs> it. Like I just can't see forcing Garoppolo in this when if he could hardly throw a football. I mean, you you saw what he did in the second half. Like he didn't look right. Everyone was just chomping up or just chopping him up on Twitter as all oh, Jimmy G's this, and we need him out as quarterback. But like it's obvious, like he did not look right. And that usually is the case with Jimmy G is when he plays bad, he's hurt and he's always hurt. So I I, I think he's done. I, I really do feel bad for the guy. Like he, he's had a tough year and he's been balling lately. And then to have potentially have his 49 or 10 year end like that absolutely sucks. I feel for him, but I, I'm excited to see Trey Lance, but <laughs> Jesus, this is, not nah,
1: ideal, right here for him to step in. Right I now, I
0: mean, I mean, no, I honestly, it's not ideal. It's an ideal matchup, to be honest. Like, I, I like the fact that he's going up against the Texans, even though the Texans cut up Justin Herbert, which which was crazy impressive. But I but do with think playoff,
1: you know, implications on the line. No,
0: yeah, that is not ideal. Not because ideal because
1: I know your fan base. If you guys lose this game against the Texans. With Trey Lance starting, they're gonna be like, yo, get him out. But uh,
0: that's my thing too. Exactly. They're gonna go to that. But then it's like I don't want to hear that kind of crap. Because you all were like cutting up Jimmy G. And then if you start Trey Lance and lose to Houston, like and you like, guys
1: got some weird you guys got some weird Twitter fingers.
0: We do. We really do. I'm not even I'm not even gonna deny that. Like, I
1: probably I, don't even see it as much as you do, but like that's the thing. I'm not even looking for it and I don't know that.
0: No, deadass. Our our fan base is ridiculously catastrophic on Twitter. It's annoying as hell. And I'll, I'm i not even going to defend our fan base for saying that because it's, it's, it's really toxic, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. I think Joe, obviously, we were not old enough to be around for the Joe Montana era, but I feel like Joe Montana just set the bar so freaking high <laughs> that if, no, I'm dead serious because... No, like If if the quarterback that comes in that suits up in a 49er uniform, if they're not Joe Montana, they're not good enough. That's how it's been like. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, has won like over 80% of his football games, brings us to a Super Bowl, and it's not good enough. So so at this rate, Trey Lance has to be like amazing for this to happen. I'm not expecting Trey – we're putting Trey Lance in like such a hard situation. I expect us to beat the Texans just because our football team – is a lot better than the Houston-Texas football team. Not because of Trey Lance. I expect us to struggle. I don't expect us to blow them out. But I do expect this game to be completely different because it, t- t- this is Trey Lance's second career start. Like, I'm not expecting a ton out of him. If we make the playoffs, I mean, I'm, I- I'm happy at that. Let's just put it that way. With Garoppolo a quarterback, I was talking Super Bowl. Negropolo's done now. Lance is there. I'm just, I'm just hoping we even get into the postseason, get him some playoff experience,
1: and we're on to next season. Damn, that's uh it's a quite quite a gut punch right there to adjust your expectations like that. It is.
0: Oh, it absolutely is, man. It's it's a brutal gut punch to have Garoppolo go down like that. Sucks. But I'll be honest with you, it's Garoppolo's been hurt so much. It's a gut punch because it sucks that we because I know we had a chance, but like he's been hurt so much that it's like you know what we're we were gonna have Trey Lance. Guess let's just do it right now. You know what I'm saying? It's, it is what it is. Um, but let's, let's turn this thing over. We're talking about the Titans in the AFC South. The Indianapolis Colts played the Cardinals on Saturday night on Christmas. And oh, the Cardinals, I mean, every single week, I find a way to roast Cliff Kingsbury. And he just gives me reason to roast this Arizona Cardinals team every single week. Because they just, it, it makes no sense. They got into the playoffs by default because the Vikings lost. But really, do the Cardinals really deserve to make the playoffs at this rate? Like, I, I they're playing so bad, I, I, I don't even have words to explain it. Like, it's really bad.
1: I mean, we both saw this one coming too. Like, I don't know and they lost to the team. Like, the Colts are missing seven starters.
0: They're missing like almost half. Well, half? Line. Yeah, almost their entire offensive line.
1: Yeah, and that's all they did still. And they still punched them around like that. I mean, I think, what, they dropped uh, their division lead too, right? Didn't they, they the did. Cardinals? Yep. Yeah.
0: The Rams just need a win and a Cardinals loss, and the Rams have won the NFC West out of nowhere. The Cardinals have the number one seed, man, let alone the NFC West. They had home field advantage, and yet they can't even win at home. So I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise for the Cardinals that, that they're probably going to have to go on the road now. But now you got to go on the road and potentially play Tom Brady or you get a matchup with the Dallas Cowboys who they played this Sunday. So I don't know, man. The Cardinals look horrible and our hot take a week ago of that they're going to go one of them in the playoffs is just looking better and better by the day.
1: I feel like if I'm, you know, want to play any of these teams right now in the playoff picture, all the way up until the Eagles, I'm picking Arizona.
0: I think I would rather play the Cardinals than Philly. Honestly.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Like, it's, it's, it's so bad. Like, I cannot believe they fell, like, this much. Like, I know I, I can say it as a roast because, like, like, obviously I'm a Niners fan. I'm not supposed to like the Cardinals. But, like, I, I do like Kyler Murray. I do like a lot of guys on this Cardinals team. But, like, I cannot believe that they've actually fell this bad. And they played da- – dude, they played the Dallas Cowboys. and You see what Dallas did to Washington? That was, like – I don't even have words to describe what the hell Dallas did to Washington. Like I just, they beat every the time hell I, out of them. Every
1: time I looked up, they had seven more points. It was honestly ridiculous.
0: It was it was forty two to seven before you even like knew it. Like you blink once, and the and the Cowboys were up by forty points. It was ridiculous. Good luck to the Arizona Cardinals trying to keep up with that because the the Cowboys their offense, offense
1: has not looked right at all,
0: and neither their defense. Their defense is putting up points left, right, and center too. It's ridiculous. I haven't like the Cowboys are a juggernaut and. The, the Arizona Cardinals, like, man, it just does not get any easier for them. But then the Indianapolis Colts, they can't stop losing. This team's on a roll. The bad news is it was reported earlier today that Carson Wentz is headed to the COVID list. So a lot of question marks as to who's starting a quarterback on Sunday. But let's be real. Doesn't really matter, the, though. Does it ha- exactly. Just hand it off to number 28 and you're good. Jonathan Taylor did it again. Another 100-yard day. This guy just doesn't stop. The Colts don't stop. The defense
1: is balling. They run the football well.
0: I do not want to play the Indianapolis Colts in January. They're red hot.
1: And I think so. I think at the beginning of the year, I had the Colts winning this division. And I was thinking more like... I think you were on the same page. Or it it's more like, you know what? We think Frank Wright can bring back some Carson Wentz magic. And none, none of that happened at all. So, like, you know, whoever the backup is, you just you know, brush off your, your, you know, handoff techniques. Just make sure you don't fumble to snap. See if you can go five for 11, you know, 65 yards and call it a day and you're basically even.
0: Basically, it's, I mean, Carson Wentz was doing that anyways. So That's- why not? So why not just do it again? But the thing is, Wentz actually, Wentz actually needed to make some throws in this game late and he did. That was the thing that was actually slightly impressive is that he did. Michael Pittman has had a very underrated year. Not many of you have been talking about the year Michael Pittman has had. He was awesome down the stretch here, but the Colts the Colts look good, and they got the Raiders coming in on Sunday, so that should be an interesting game there. But the Colts they just keep keep playing good football, man, every week. I, I really would not want to play them in the postseason. Um, in the AFC, a potential opponent for the Colts would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Somebody's Ooh,
1: that would be a fun one.
0: That would be a fun one, and that is looking like a potential playoff four or five matchup the Bengals are one win away from winning the AFC North, which is a division that we didn't know who the hell wanted to win this division. I believe the answer looks like the Cincinnati Bengals, because this offense uh, on God, Joe Burrow, these are like stats that he was putting up on in like the sugar bowl in college football. Like this was ridiculous. You do not see the kind of stats that you see when you look at the Bengals box score in this game. This was absolutely ridiculous. Joe Burrow, 525 passing yards. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase both went for over 100. T. Higgins was six yards shy of 200 yards. T. Higgins, this guy, had a day, 194 yards. The Bengals were disgusting, and the Ravens couldn't do anything. Their defenses didn't know how to stop the Bengals for the second straight time.
1: Uh, I think they said, you know, uh, Burrow had the fourth or fifth most yards in a game correct ever that's unreal i mean it's only a second year 525 um and the thing i love did you hear what he said after the game yeah the running up the score i loved it man when he was like yo i don't care about running up the score like this ain't pee wee right this is the nfl he's like the ravens did the same thing to us last year did it back i love it man i sh- i mean the ravens never treated the bengal's as a rival like that bengal's are letting them know yo we're here now we might have something brewing over there.
0: Facts. I do. And the Raven, the Ravens have no answer for the Bengals. This is the second time the Bengals have put up 41 points on the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens just can't stop Joe Burrow. They can't. And I get you were down to your third-string quarterback, Josh Johnson, but Josh Johnson actually balled out. 28 for 40, 304 yards, two touchdowns. He was decent. Mark Andrews had a day. Their defense just couldn't stop anybody. And
1: they got nobody left back there, man.
0: That's true. They did. have, Yeah, they've lost already. Already, they've lost a lot of guys due to injuries. But then they've lost a lot of guys to COVID in this game, too. But goodness gracious, the Bengals just did whatever they wanted to in this game. The Bengals look good, man. But I don't know. I think I'll I'll wait till we we get to the playoffs. Obviously, the Bengals still need to get there. They have a huge one against the Chiefs on Sunday. But it'll be interesting to talk about the Bengals then because I don't I don't know. I still think they're very young. The moment might be too big for them. But they're heading in the right direction. This is and... a,
1: a good season, regardless. Nobody's oh my directly. God! Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And if they win the if they win the division, that is a huge step in the right direction. The Bengals took massive steps. I had actually you and I both had them at five and twelve at the beginning of the season in last place. And the Bengals are sitting here at nine and six, probably gonna have a ten win season. Very impressive what Zach Taylor has done, turning around this team. And Joe Burrow has been awesome phenomenal stuff there. Maybe he is a genuine comeback player of the year. Who the hell knows? The Bengals look good. The Ravens are struggling. The Ravens are now on the outside looking in. They are going to need some help to make the playoffs and forget forget help from around the league. They're going to need help from their own team. They need Lamar Jackson back at the helm. Um, speaking in the AFC, your Patriots played the Bills in a big game. I said last week it was pretty much the AFC's championship game. The Bills now control their own destiny after Josh Allen... Man, Josh Allen was something. He came in this game. He knew they needed to do something. They didn't have a lot of guys. They didn't have Cole Beasley in this game. But yet, it was Isaiah McKenzie who comes out of literally nowhere to have 11 catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Big win for Buffalo. What happened to your Patriots defense? They had no answer for Josh Allen.
1: Bro, they had every answer. Just Josh Allen had the counter answer. Like, literally, they... Um, I think Buffalo was literally went for every single fourth down, like almost every single fourth down. They and did. The Patriots had it perfectly played every single time. And Josh Allen's running and then does a little flick or a little shovel or he runs it from himself. Like he, he was honestly amazing. And that's why I thought this Buffalo team was good. We, I haven't seen this version of Josh Allen at all this year. This is the Josh Allen that I thought, we were gonna get all year, and why I thought Buffalo was a legit Super Bowl contender. Do you put this Josh Allen, and he plays like this? I think they're the team to beat because that was something ridiculous, and he is capable of doing that. That's why he's in that you know two or three guy range where like, yikes, you 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 don't really want to play that dude again.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point, and this is why I like. After last season, we're saying Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. And the Bills have been have struggled at times this year. But I agree with you. This this was the Josh Allen that we know him to be all along and to put the Bills on his back and just say, I know we couldn't stop the run last time. But don't worry, they're not going to stop me this time. And I, I love that out of Josh Allen, the quarterback, the leader of this football team. And like you mentioned, the Bills did not punt the ball all day long. In fact, that's the first time that's ever happened to Bill Belichick in his entire career. He has never, ever lost to a team that has not punted in a game. That's pretty impressive, too. So for Buffalo to finally go into Fox Pro and get that win, that's really big for them. The Patriots, on the other hand, like, not much, Like, sure, you guys might have lost the division. It's still not done yet, but you guys are still looking good to make the playoffs. So there's not too much to, to kind of look at there. But for the Bills... I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I've seen, I know for you, for your sake, you want to win the division, but I mean, I've seen a playoff game in Foxborough many, many, many times, far too many times, but I've hardly seen home, game, home playoff games in Buffalo. Last year was kind of half, because of like 25% capacity in the stadium. This year we're getting the whole thing. So I want the Bills to win this division just to see a full packed Buffalo crowd in a playoff game would just be absolutely mental. And the Bills have the Falcons and Jets coming up. So it's looking good for the Bills bearing a setback because the Patriots also have Jacksonville next week, which should be a win as well.
1: Well, here's the thing also is like, you know, you're the Patriots, you're playing, you're going to run into the Colts or the Bills probably in the playoffs, right? The two teams that you just played. That'd um, be crazy.
0: Bills, so, Patriots, playoffs? Oh my God. So,
1: you, you know, the two teams that you just lost to, and normally I always say, know it's it's really hard to beat a team twice, right? A good yeah. team beat a hard, team twice, let alone beat a team three times, right? So if you beat the Bills this time, that'd be two times you just beat them. Then you play each other in the playoffs, and you'd have to beat them a third time. I don't know what the chances of that are, right? So I'm not even. I'm not. I didn't lose no sleep over this game, right? I, I'm thinking of it. You know not saying like Belichick held back, like he didn't want to win this game. Right. But I'm thinking of it as, you know, we're soaring a little too close to the sun a little bit, come down, reset. And uh, they're not going to beat us two times in a row. Either of those teams. That's the way I'm looking at it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And again, it will be really interesting to see Belichick being now in a playoff game, right? We've seen his first season, full season with everyone there without Tom Brady, but now to see him in a playoff game without Tom Brady, Will be a little different, but I I think I think the Pats will be fine. This yeah, it's a little bit of a setback in the last two weeks, but they'll be all right. And you know, whoever they play in the playoffs, I mean, I still wouldn't want to play this Patriots team. But the AFC is going to be something else um, to see who ends up and where the matchups lie within those next two weeks. I'm rounding out the Russell scores from Week 16. The Packers beat the Browns 24-22. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, man. I mean, the Browns had so many opportunities to pull this one out, and Nick Chubb was awesome, and yet Baker Mayfield just coughed it up—not once, twice, but four times for Cleveland. That was horrible for the Browns.
1: But I told you at the start of the year, I gave up on that dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did, you did, you did call that, and that's and the Browns
1: might have just lost their opportunity. I, I don't know what I mean. He's a free agent after this year. I mean, I guess you got to go. You don't, you're not paying him, right? You got to go draft somebody. But the problem is, is the Browns team is so set everywhere else.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're
1: not, you do you want to bring in a rookie quarterback and try and win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. Not really. Right. Yeah. Who are you? I mean, you try and get Aaron Rodgers or like a Russell Wilson, like one of those guys, or I don't know what you really do.
0: The quarterback carousel is is going to be moving a lot this this offseason. So we'll see what happens, but that's definitely a topic for the offseason as to what the Browns do with Baker. I feel like that's going to be a hot topic. But as for the Packers, they keep rolling. We, you know, we haven't talked about it. I feel like we're, we're going to talk about this Packers team a lot within the next two weeks talking about playoffs because, I don't know, man. Just, ah, I fall into this damn trap every year with the Packers. I always feel like this is their year. They're the team of destiny. And then we get to the NFC Championship game and then some kind of – flop happens and the Packers end up losing but the Packers just continue like to give me that feeling Devontae Adams is awesome the defense is balling Rodgers is doing this crazy stunt on turf toe like I I don't know there's so many things that that make me want to go the pack the Packers route but we'll end up seeing what happens come playoff time but I don't know man I don't know whether I fall into that trap or not and got some time to think about it. The Falcons beat the Lions 20-16. Rams beat the Vikings 30-23. Vikings took a big hit to their playoff. Hopes they dropped to 7-8. and eight. Jets beat the Jags without Robert Sala 26-21. Zach Wilson played fairly well. Might even been his best game of his career thus far. Eagles smoked the Giants 34-10. The Giants, like, honestly, I don't even want to waste my time talking about the Giants, but I do just want to point this out. The Giants stink, and yet they still want to bring back Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. Does that make any sense to you?
1: Well the giant Giants are hella patient with their coaches. So the Joe Judge thing I understand. Cause they 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 actually the owners, you know, the mayors or whatever they they they're real patient with that stuff. But Daniel Jones, I mean, everybody's seen it for like years now, right? Like you gotta move somewhere else. I mean, the whole team's a mess because they got no they just got no players, honestly. Like how you can't expect the quarterback to work with no players, but then you can't expect these players to work with a Trash quarterback. No, I mean nothing works here.
0: That's fair. Yeah, maybe it's Gettleman that needs that needs to leave. I don't know. the The, the Giants got to do something because they they've been awful ever since the Eli Coughlin regime, you know, was over. They've just been a disaster ever since. Buccaneers destroyed the Panthers, thirty two six. The Buccaneers won the NFC South for the first time since two thousand and seven. The Buccaneers will host a playoff game. Obviously, they hosted the Super Bowl last year, but that didn't necessarily count as a home playoff game technically the chargers and the texans talked about this one earlier the texans knocked off the chargers 41-21 i mean it had to be the upset of the day that one was just weird really really weird that the chargers come off a, an extra long week of rest and then go into 3-11 Houston and get their and get the, get absolutely waxed mind blowing there The Seahawks lost to the Bears 25-24. That was absolutely (laughs) hilarious. I loved that. Mind you, it was a snow game, which made it even better. But then that third string Nick Foles go into Seattle and beat the Seahawks at the buzzer. Oh, my God. That was something else. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious stuff there. Chiefs demolished the Steelers. I (laughs) I got no words for that game. 36-10. Raiders are still alive. They beat Denver 17-13. Cowboys waxed Washington 56-14. And then the Dolphins beat the Saints twenty to three. Any of those score lines, headlines? Got any thoughts, opinions on any of those ones?
1: I mean, dude, Nick Foles just like um, you're the third string quarterback.
0: Why didn't he start? Like, why, like, why did they even bother signing Dalton? They should have just started Foles.
1: You know what they should do, man? They should just like play this dude only in fourth quarters, because <laughs> like he's obviously not good enough to be your starting quarterback all year.
0: You go know? go MLB style. Start, just, start yo, Justin Justin able- feels your starter, and then or, Nick Foles or, your closer.
1: Or, or you know what? If if somehow we make the playoffs, all right. Thanks for getting us there. But sorry, Nick Foles, you're playing. Like he's just got like he's just got the clutch gene. Clutch. Right? He, facts. He's, just, he's just not good enough to do it like for longer for 16 than 16 games. Facts. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, that's, that, that's straight back. That's literally the story of Nick Foles' career. But, I mean, hey, who cares? He's got a Super Bowl ring on his finger, so who the hell cares? We can't talk shit about him. Actually,
1: but, actually like a story and a half. That's like one of them, like, fairy book, like, myth mythical things that you just don't understand.
0: Storybook endings, yeah. That's – yeah, it's wild. It's absolutely wild, the whole Nick Foles thing. But I just thought that was funny. See, seeing Seattle sitting at 5 and 10 is just hilarious to me. But, I mean – yeah, a lot of these scorelines are interesting. KC just continues to steamroll teams. I can't, like, Pittsburgh, I don't even, I have no words for this team anymore. Like, I, I don't even know how this team, how, how, how this game was, like, the America's game of the week this week. Like, it, this game was not competitive from the jump.
1: No, I knew this was going to be, a, like, a brutal beatdown from the start. Like, they can't keep up. No way. Big Ben, looks like, shot again Yes, yeah, Like, it's just, no. We've yeah. been we've known for a couple of weeks that the Steelers are not that
0: good. Yeah, yeah, I think they're done. Um, but moving on to well, really the the playoff scenarios now. So we look at the AFC playoff picture. Kansas City is in the number one seed. It looks like they will get the number one seed once again. Unbelievable stuff. They haven't lost since October. They're eleven and four. They've clinched the AFC West. If they win this week, I believe they would clinch the number one seed. I believe they need a Tennessee loss. They need sure. a win.
1: Wait, they would clinch the one seed with a win and a Tennessee loss? I believe so. So, yeah. would you remember what the over-under was on this team? 12 and a half or something?
0: Something like that. It was, yeah, it was, it was fairly big.
1: And remember, we were like, there's no way they're going to lose four games. they lose four games in, like, the first month or two. And, oh, that bet's out. Then they, like, basically suit the table.
0: As, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the Chiefs just put everybody on notice again.
1: Like, they, they are still the team to beat
0: in the AFC like it's it's, it's like the playoffs go through them and why shouldn't it like the, the Chiefs have done over the last three years the AFC championship game has been at Arrowhead Stadium it very well might be a fourth they're still the team to beat you got to be Kansas City if you want to get to the Super Bowl Tennessee's currently the two seed sitting at 10 and 5 they win the division with a win and an Indianapolis loss to the Raiders the Bengals are 9 and 6 they would win the AFC North with a win And then Buffalo sitting at the four seed at nine and six. The AFCs cannot be clinched until week 18 because the Patriots and Bills are tied at nine and six. And then Colts, Patriots, and the Dolphins are in the playoffs. Now, Colts nine and six, Patriots nine and six, Dolphins eight and seven. I mean, the the Miami Dolphins story is unbelievable. They were one and seven. One and seven usually means you're done, you're tanking for a draft pick. This season's over. And instead, Brian Flores is like, nope. We're just going to do the unthinkable. We're going to start one and seven. Think that, you know, have everyone think that we're done. We're toast. I'm on the hot seat. We're trading for Deshaun Watson. And then, like, eight weeks later, we're in the playoffs. It's absolutely incredible what the Dolphins have done.
1: They're the only team. Well, look at this. They've they've lost, had a seven-game losing streak at one point. And now I've had a seven-game winning streak at one point.
0: First team to ever do that.
1: And. I mean that's Brian Flores giving me hella Belichick energy right here. It's like, yo, screw it, we're one in seven, but you know we don't pack it in, right? We still play every game to win. I love it. I love that dude.
0: It Brian Flores is that an absolutely remarkable? I don't even. I
1: don't even really like. I'm not even a huge fan of Tua or anything, but I just like that heart that that team plays with, man.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Tua Tua's not amazing, but he's he's good. Like I wouldn't want to like you know be like, oh two was trash whatever Like, he's not a, a great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. And the, the Dolphins are winning games. Jalen Waddle is sick. Like, this guy's the real deal for Miami at the wide receiver position. And, th- like, the Dolphins are good. They're scrappy, man. They're a scrappy team. And at this rate, why can't they? Because the Ravens have had way too many injury issues. They're sitting at 8-7. and seven. The Chargers, I don't even know what's up with them. One week, they're great. One week, they're not. They're at 8-7. and seven. The Raiders are kind of just there. At the last spot
1: is just going to be who wants it, bro. And I don't think anybody Agreed. wants it more than the Dolphins do.
0: They they seem like they're the ones that want it. But the thing is, the Dolphins probably have the hardest last two <laughs> two games out of all these teams. They have Tennessee and then New England. So it's they're going to have to earn it. You got Flores going to have to go up against Mike Vrabel and then Belichick. Three coaches who are very very alike. So that's going to be interesting there and see if Miami can can do that. It's going to be. Physical, physical football games. They get the Dolphins those, those split.
1: end of the year Miami games, though, don't sit well with me.
0: Oh, facts, facts. No, New England at
1: Miami, Week
0: 18. Yeah, some something weird is probably going to happen in that one. Um, it's going down the in the hunt. Steelers seven and seven and one. I think they're toast. Browns seven and eight. Broncos seven and eight. I think all three of those teams are toast. The Raiders are eight and seven. I wouldn't really count them. I mean, if Carson Wentz to play on Sunday, maybe they still have a chance, but. I'm not really sure there. I think that seven seed is going to either Miami, Baltimore, or the Chargers. I think one of those three teams will end up getting the seven seed. In the NFC, the Packers have clinched the NFC North. They're 12 and three at the one seed. The Cowboys are the two seed, 11 and four. They are NFC East champions. The Rams have now taken over the top spot in the NFC West. They will clinch the NFC West with a win and a Cardinals loss. And the Buccaneers clinch the NFC South also at 11 and four. And then the wild cards. Cardinals 10 and 5, Niners 8 and 7, Eagles 8 and 7. And then in the hunt, Vikings, Falcons, Saints sit at 7 and 8. So realistically, it's it, Niners, Eagles, Saints are the teams for that. Two out of those three is going to make the wild card. And then. No, nah,
1: I think it's honestly. I mean, shoot, now that Jimmy G's, you really got to know. I mean, you got no leeway here. Like I was, you know, penciling you guys in for sure, but it ain't a sure thing, man.
0: It's Oh, it's not a sure thing. It's most certainly not a sure thing. Again, I'm just kind of chopping it up to, I just believe that our team is good enough to beat the Houston Tech. Our team is better than the Houston Texans football team. Our quarterback situation, yeah, we're starting a rookie quarterback. That's not going to help. But I do believe our team is that good enough. We have a lot of really, really talented players. We've got five pro bowlers. Beating a, beating a Houston Texas team, I believe we can beat Houston. So that's why I'm not I'm not counting on making the playoffs. I think our team is good enough to take us there. But, I mean, it's going to come down to Shanahan's going to need to be great. He's going to need to come up with a, a great game plan to make sure Trey Lance, you know, doesn't have to do too much. It's it's not a sure thing. The Eagles look good, man. The Eagles, I got to say, Jalen Hurts, everybody was kind of like riding him off and whatever. Jalen Hurts has been awesome. He has found a way to just like keep cool, keep things going. And the Eagles, a team that I thought was going to be horrible this year, they've somehow, some way found a way to stay. I know they've had a bit of an easy schedule a late, but the Eagles have looked good, man. And the, the Saints just don't have a quarterback. Like, that's the only problem with the Saints. The Saints would be in the playoffs right now if they had a quarterback.
1: Without a doubt. I felt so like they were trying to bring back Drew Brees out of retirement, and bring back, you know, Phillip Rivers or making calls for. You're on your four-string quarterback, and Jameis Winston was your one. Like, he ain't, like, you went Trevor Simeon as your two, like, Taysom. Like, it's not even, like, those are like, Nick Foles, you know? Imagine if Nick Foles was on that team.
0: Yeah, they might have found a way to squeak some of these ones out. But that's the thing with the Saints. The Saints just need a quarterback. That's, that's their only issue here. Yet, they're still 7-8 and eight and have a chance to make the playoffs. And I kind of just chopped that up to Sean Payton. It's the same thing with Baltimore with John Harbaugh. Like, some of these teams are just relevant because they're just really, really, or they have really, really good head coaches. Same with Pittsburgh. The Steelers suck, but Mike Tomlin just doesn't give a damn about losing seasons. He'll always have his team competitive one way or another, and I think that's what the Saints are up to right now because their offense can't move the ball more than 10 yards of possession, and yet they're 7-8. and eight. It's pre- It's pretty remarkable what they've done, but... I'm I'm hoping the Niners will still be able to make the playoffs. The Vikings, I don't, I nah, still I'm can't out. believe, I'm out. I'm I can't believe. I'm out too. They play Green Bay on Sunday. I think they're done. But I just I cannot believe that they haven't found a way to take advantage of and make the playoffs.
1: Like, well, that's the Vi- that's just like they're so like soft, man. Like, I don't know. Like
0: two out of these three teams don't have a starting quarterback at the moment. The Saints and the Niners don't have a starting quarterback right now. The Eagles aren't even that, like, the Eagles are good. Like, Jalen Hurts is really good. But, like, come on. Like, the Eagles aren't, like, they're not a, like, the, the Vikings are a lot better than the
1: Eagles. Aren't the Vikings, like, a, a super luxury version of the Falcons and yet they have the same record? Like,
0: it makes no sense. The Falcons have beaten garbage teams all year. They haven't beaten a team plus 500. Like, the Falcons have no business being in this, in the hunt mix right now. But yet they're, <laughs> but yet they're here. They're kinda of just there.
1: So no, I- I'm saying is like the Vikings have so like Justin Jefferson just broke, you know, the record for recept- receiving yards in his first two seasons. Like that is like elite level talent right there. Yep. Plus you have a great one two punch in the backfield, right? Then you have Thielen. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I don't even think is that bad, right? He's definitely like serviceable. Like it's not like he's a playoff quarterback.
0: He's had a good year.
1: He's a playoff quarterback. Or yeah. playoff yeah, right? Yes. And yeah. they can't even beat you know, they can't have a better record than like if the Falcons end up with a better record or the same record as them, Zimmer has to be gone.
0: Yeah, I think so. I I mean think if so. they don't
1: make the playoffs, he has to be gone.
0: The the Vikings like the Vikings are way too good of a team to be seven and eight right now, and that's what I'm saying. Like you have two out of these three teams that are probably going to make the playoffs without a starting quarterback. And the Vikings offense is really good. Like they can run up the score like no tomorrow. And yet they're seven and eight. It just makes no sense to me. I don't, I I don't know. The Vikings are tough. If they don't make the playoffs, I, yeah, I would assume Zimmer has to go. All right, let's wrap this thing up with our picks for the week. Last week, I was 10 and six. Not too bad. How did you do?
1: I was 10 and six also.
0: Oh, would you look at that? Well, let's let's get this thing started. Week 17, no Thursday night football. A lot of games on, well, all the games are on Sunday except for the Monday night game, Steelers-Browns. Let's go Bills-Falcons on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to take the Bills 29-17 over Atlanta, and Atlanta's playoffs hopes are done.
1: 33-19 Buffalo.
0: Chicago and the Giants, an absolutely useless
1: and meaningless game. Giants, or sorry, Bears win 23-20.
0: I'll take the Bears 2316. Nick Foles does it again. Big game in the AFC Chiefs, Bengals. This should be a fun one. I'll take the Chiefs 27-24 in this one.
1: I think we're gonna get uh what I think we're gonna get exactly what we want in this game. But the Chiefs will still win this, but it'll be fun. Thirty four thirty Chiefs.
0: I hope so. I hope that's what we get. Like this, I hope this is a fun game because it has all the makes of it. It's just, I hope Travis Kelsey. The only thing is game. is
1: the Bengals did it last week, right?
0: facts that's what i'm saying the bengal's i don't know can they do it for two straight weeks that's the question we'll find out another good game titans dolphins i'll take the titans by 3 26 23 i think the dolphins will continue to be scrappy in this one but the titans will find a way to win
1: this is wait you said you're taking who the
0: titans the titans 26 23
1: okay i'm going to take the i'm going to take the dolphins here actually man i'm i'm thinking they win this one 23 20
0: that'd be insane that would be absolutely insane if miami kept this thing rolling colts raiders i'll take the colts 27 21 even without carson Wentz.
1: yep same, same here year. i'm taking them 24 16
0: patriots jaguars this one shouldn't even be competitive at all I'll take the patriots 31 13
1: 35 to 10 i think uh mac gets his comfort back on it hasn't looked great the last two games
0: yeah he'll be fine i mean mac jones has had a very very good first year and this is a nice game to kind of, you know, get, get yeah, bit, you know? Get your things back. The Jaguars suck. We'll be able to get things going again. Bucks, Jets, another useless game. I'll take the Bucks 30 to
1: 14. 43 to 9 Bucks. Oh, oh,
0: geez. And the the Bucks are banged up too. they no Fournette, no Evans, no Godwin.
1: They lost Shaq Barrett now, no Levante David.
0: The Buccaneers are, like, but they, trust
1: they trust me though. They they don't even like. They're not they trying to care. just limp through these games. Like no, they're actually trying to. Like they're not even looking at the score. They're still trying to score because they're trying to get right oh absolutely for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. That's what Brady's thinking about. He's not even thinking about this game right
0: now. Yeah. No, and they did it last week. They dropped thirty-two points with Carolina. Yep. They did what they needed to do. right? AB had a night. Cameron Brate's getting in there. Rojo, Keyshawn Vaughn, like. They're, they're still finding guys doing that. Bruce Arians also tested positive, so I don't even think he's going to coach this
1: game either. So, the so can... what, Brady's going to do a little Bill Russell player coach over here? Probably.
0: I mean, he does it anyways, but probably. probably. Washington Eagles, I'm, I'm going to take Washington in this game, 24-21. I think they find a way to bounce back. Division games can get
1: weird. I'm taking Philly 27-21.
0: Rams Ravens This this should also be a fun one hoping either Lamar or Huntley plays in this game. I'll take the Rams on the road twenty eight twenty
1: four I'm taking the rams here thirty to twenty four uh I just think the Ravens are done now, man I think they're done
0: yeah I think the Ravens will still have some fight in them left It honestly just depends on who's active in this game. It's kind of what how this game they will put a, up. Uh,
1: yeah they, uh, yeah it's tough when you're on your third stringer.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's, they have third stringers there.
1: everywhere. Third stringers at quarterback, third stringers in the corners, third stringers everywhere. Yeah,
0: it's brutal. It's awfully bad. Especially this time of year, you're vying for a playoff spot. It's 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 brutal. Chargers Broncos, I'll take the Chargers in a bounce-back game at home 31 to 20.
1: Yeah, I like that. I'm going to take the Chargers too 30 to
0: 20. 49ers Texans, I'm not expecting a blow like I initially thought it was going to be. I'll take the Niners 26 17. I think they'll get the run game going in this one.
1: Yeah, I think you'll win this, but it'll be a little scary. I'm going to take you guys 20-16. to 16.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not going to Yeah, I'm, – I'm, I'm expecting – hopefully it's not as that close, but I'm not expecting a blow like I initially thought it would be. Cowboys-Cardinals, oh, boy. Cardinals really need to get this one, but I'm going to take Dallas 34-27. This should be a fun one. I hope it's a fun one.
1: I don't think so, man. I think Cowboys are going to kill them here. I think they're going to win this one 35-21.
0: Man, I would have a field day if that happened. If Bulls out in Dallas, I would literally have a field like there's no like the Cardinals should honestly even though they're clinched, they should just be eliminated. Like they they can't like that would be so demoralizing to do that. The Cardinals need to at least put up a fight in this one. Like you have to, man. Cardinals need to do something. Show something of life. Panthers-Saints, I'll take the Panthers 23-20, even though the Panthers have looked absolutely horrible lately. I think What's going on look... over
1: there with the quarterbacks? Don't
0: What's... don't ask me, man. It's, Carolina's a mess, an absolute mess.
1: Uh, I'm going to take the Saints here. Um, I don't even – nobody's – there's no like, – there's like There's no quarterback no in this game. In this game. Yeah. But there's so many at the same time. There's Might many. as well
0: just have Alvin.
1: I'm going to take the Saints in this one, though, 23-20
0: like we we may see like like five different quarterbacks in this game like who knows I might see Blake Bortles come off the bench I might see a little Philip Walker like who who knows man I like that game's going to be a mess Seahawks Lions another game that might be a mess I like the Lions man they, these guys fight hard but I think the Seahawks they lost one last week they won't lose again I'll take the Seahawks 28-20 but the Lions man I don't care who's out there they just fight hard I love it
1: No I'm taking especially again at home I'm going to take uh Seattle here uh, it won't be pretty, though. I'm going to take them 24-20.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Packers-Vikings Sunday night. I'll take the Packers
1: 27-24. Yeah, go. I like them, too, here. I, and I, They're just putting up points like crazy right now. I feel like the Packers are just unstoppable. Um, I like a little shootout here, though, 34-30.
0: The Packers are unstoppable until we get to the NFC Championship game, man. It'll be very interesting to see how they go down the stretch. And then, last but not least, a game of kind of two teams who are toast but still trying to fight for some life: Steelers Browns. I think this this could be Big Ben's final game at Heinz Field, so therefore, I think the Steelers will pull it out twenty to seventeen.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I this is an ugly game, but I'm gonna take the Steelers here, twenty to seventeen
0: yeah facts well we'll see what happens week 17 we're almost there almost time to talk playoffs a lot of stuff there should be good be final thoughts
1: yeah dog. nothing much just you know nfl season coming to an end playoff time about to start new year happy holidays everybody can't wait to catch y'all on the new year
0: facts hope everyone's staying safe and enjoying their their holidays and that'll do it from this week's episode of baller island don't forget to give us a follow on instagram and twitter for more sports news and analysis and we will see you all next week Thank you for listening to another episode of Baller Island. Keep it locked. We've got a lot more sports content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.